0: You are listening to The Adults on Disney Podcast Episode 7. Today, we're wrapping up the Golden Age and talking shit about Disney's first six movies. Five, if you don't really count The Reluctant Dragon, because we sure don't. Hey everybody, Shamrock here. Welcome to the Adults on Disney podcast. If this is your first time listening, thanks so much for coming. If not, welcome back to this shit show. Adults on Disney is produced every other Tuesday for your enjoyment and audiogram will be available via YouTube for my deaf and hard of hearing audience or anyone who wants captions. I hope you come back often. Now let's do this. This is episode 7, the Golden Age Wrap-Up. This is your host Shamrock, I have my buddy Kevin joining me today so we can talk some shit about season 1. Oh no, I didn't bring in my sheet. What sheet? You have a sheet? Yeah, you know, well yeah, my, my rankings, now I have to remember it. Oh. What? I mean it's 5 movies. 6 movies? It's well, five. I did
1: 5 with Honorable Mention for... Honorable <laughs> did Mention? That, right? Did I miss one? No, I just said Reluctant Dragon.
0: <laughs> oh, oh 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 Why did that doesn't that doesn't count? No. Ah, okay, okay. I need my notes You're from my Google Drive.
1: Issues today.
0: Well, and the thing is, is when um. Don't I need to take off my watch.
1: It's so gonna beep at throw me it during the. Thing. I know.
0: I did that last time, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't do that. Um. Oops! Mm. I hit my wine cup. Hey, guess what? We made it to episode seven. High five. Woo! Or, seven. I, said, I did. I made it. You I'm made it to seven. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. helped me get to uh, episode seven. So right now I do readings. So I'm finishing up Pinocchio, which is dragging on so long and it's pissing me the fuck off because <laughs> it's 36 chapters of Pinocchio being a little fucking shit. <laughs> he is a little asshole. Everybody tells him things he shouldn't do and he does them anyway, and then he's like, "Poor me, poor me, motherfucker! You should have listened to everybody." <laughs> But I'm not a real boy. Exactly, yes. not a real boy. That was great. That was so good. And so there's that. I'm gonna read Bambi. I found the original story for Bambi, no which is pretty any. graphic.
1: Okay, I was it's gonna say rough. for Bambi, your Patreon thing could be to actually go out and shoot a deer.
0: No. Okay. <laughs> no. I don't. I'd have here's to learn how to shoot and get a license. Here's shamrock out hunting. <laughs> right. And here's I, her
1: crying after she kills. Right this. after I
0: kill the animal. It's Bambi's mom. No, I just don't know what else to include, and I thought you might have some good ideas to help me figure out, like, other stuff. I mean, we don't have to do it now, but I wanted to, like, plant the okay. seed in your brain. Let it blossom. Seed you've in come the up brain. some. You've come up with some good ideas, so, you know. Yeah, every now and then. I'm going to take advantage of more. <laughs> awesome. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can never remember that guy's name. Like, Disney movies were always my go-to. If I'm not doing anything, I'll put it on to, like, watch it uh-huh. or just have it around. But it's, like, now that I'm doing this podcast, I'm trying to separate myself so that when I watch it, it's almost, like, the first time, you know? Like, <laughs> so you
1: can't, what, oversaturate yourself? Yeah,
0: by... so that I become, like, numb or oblivious to certain things okay. where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen this, I've seen this, I've seen that. So I'm trying to make it to where it's even more, like, amazing. So I'm really glad that you were able to come tonight and do this with me, especially after such a ridiculous day. Um, I was really looking forward to this. Tonight, we are doing a wrap-up. So we're going to end the Golden Age as season one, which is, I'm excited, like, to know I have a season one. A season one. I'm going to do a lot of air quotes. <laughs>
1: Three air quotes. They can totally see it, too. I know. Yeah.
0: I know. It's terrible. Yeah, The microphone has a video camera. You didn't know that? Oh. <laughs>
1: Get my good side here,
0: <laughs> but um, but yeah. So we're gonna do a wrap up, just kind of touching on you know the good facts, or I guess the highlights. There's my quotes again. <laughs> that was the great. highlights, <laughs> all the highlights from each of the different movies that we've watched, and then you had the super clever idea of ranking them. You know, like worst to best of you know what yeah. we enjoyed we and why we like them and compare this like and, and um this episode is going to be interesting because it's the first of its kind there's definitely more to come because there's quite a few more ages that we mm. have to get through but um yeah, yeah it's good to have that little wrap-up right 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 and... Just ties a nice little bow around it. Yeah, and just get your overall
1: thoughts. And yes. How, how did it go? And yes. What do you think?
0: And I would love to hear what other people think. Please email me or like comment or message you know shit on Facebook or whatever. Like I am starving for your attention. <laughs> I would love your thoughts and your inputs. Like I'm opinionated, and the people that do these episodes with me are opinionated. Not that I'm like that in real life, I'm very passive aggressive. But um, <laughs> but I would just love to hear an opinion other than ours about how things are going and how they're enjoying whatever. I mean, even if it's about what we're doing, positive or negative, you know. But that's neither here nor there. So, 1937, what came out? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was like forever ago.
1: So we're going to go all the way back. We're going to hit it right with Snow yes. White.
0: 1937, Snow, Snow White. White. So, a couple of firsts about this movie. It was the first major animated feature. If you listen to the episode, everything Disney did up until that point were shorts. So nope. this was like the first full-length animated movie. Big deal. It was the first movie in full color because mostly everything up until that point, either partial color or mostly black and white. So that was pretty awesome. It was the first movie that got released with its own album, which it had a lot of music, a lot of music that got cut out too. So if you join the Patreon, you'll see some of those songs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of set that standard for Disney movies of always having that, just that tune that you, Mm -hmm. that you will always know. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty amazing that,
0: it's got like its the, own musical signature. Yeah,
1: that the first one they ever did, they were able to, you know, hit a home run with music and.
0: Oh yeah, and keep it going. it hit yeah. a home run like multiple times and yeah. like blew. I don't know anything about fucking baseball, but I would just <laughs> say like when there's football games and they have like a blowout. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, it's like three to forty seven yeah. or something stupid. It really like, did no wrong. That's what Snow White did. Yeah. And, I mean, he just made so much money off of that movie that he bought his parents their own house. They ended up buying the, is it 56 acres or something in Burbank that oh, they got for the for Disney the studio? Studios? Yeah, something like that. Um, You know, he was able to buy that, the buildings and all of that stuff. I mean, he couldn't pay his fucking animators, but no. that's a different story. But um, but he did make his own animation studio so he could exactly. make more movies. So he can make more movies. He definitely yeah. set the bar. Set the standard. And then completely bombed (laughs) in 1940 when he came out with Pinocchio. Um, So Pinocchio was the first animated film to win a competitive Academy Award, which is pretty awesome Like for that to happen. Mm -hmm. It was barely his second movie. He's only a few years into actually animating stuff. He was considered an amateur at the time. And for him to be able to... Do so amazing with Snow White, come out with Pinocchio, despite it being you know the first ever like box office bomb for the animation studios. You know he ends up winning an Academy Award, which is pretty great. You yeah. know it, he got it, a honorary in Snow White, but actually won this
1: one. Yeah, actual like against other movies and mm-hmm. stuff. I think the thing that you can look at with Pinocchio, even though it didn't make a ton of money, was that it was still critically acclaimed mm. people sort of like man you guys did great work there's right you have a lot of potential and, and there's gonna be more cool things right. coming along
0: well and the thing is is it didn't bomb because it was a bad quality film yeah. it didn't bomb because of dialogue or animation or anything like that it bombed because it just wasn't released at the right time. Yeah,
1: because of the whole European issues. Mm-hmm. So
0: Timing is everything. Yeah, so you didn't like, get
1: the overseas sales. And,
0: right. Or... Exactly, exactly. So yeah, ah. 1940, Fantasia came out. So it's funny because this was the first time ever that two movies were released in the same year, like by Disney. First time. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the first and only film that Disney's ever done that's over two hours long. That's, that's considered like an animation. Mm, okay. I don't count Star Wars. I don't count... Yeah, no, no, I, don't I get count, you. Yeah,
1: the live action stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't count you're that talking, stuff. You're talking the cartoons, the animation. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, Marvel, all that jazz. So this was the first and only film that was over two hours long. It was the first and only film that they recorded in the Fantasound. So if you listen to that episode, the Fantasound was when they first instituted like surround sound in the movie theater. Generally theaters back during that time frame had the speakers behind the screen and when they did phantas sound they surrounded you with this with the speakers i think in one venue they even had like 90 speakers which would have been an insane sound if you're thinking about just the music in general from that movie which was amazing everybody was used to generic sound at a m- right at a movie. right exactly and most of the movies weren't all about the music either you know they focused it on the actors and the actresses which is why they were all so
1: gorgeous dialogue and and, Mm -hmm. and how they delivered the lines exactly
0: exactly they came up disney came up with the first idea for a 4d experience which is pretty awesome so with fantasia they had wanted to do you know the sight the sound the smells he wanted to do smells but he couldn't because he didn't know how to like Get rid of a smell for the one scene yeah. before the next scene came, and they you know, affected
1: that for Disneyland, though. right?
0: I know, oh, yeah. so amazing! So, they ended up doing that. They had 3D projectors and all that stuff for the Fantasia experience. This was considered, Fantasia was considered a new form of visualized music, so they definitely set it up for you know, people, everyone that followed. To try and do something basically, as grand.
1: Basically, this is where MTV got through, I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, who knows? It's definitely a possibility. So we jumped to 1941, The Reluctant Dragon. That motherfucking movie. <laughs> you did that one with me and both of us oh, were yeah. just dumbfounded. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I still struggle to see the point of that movie other oh, than a yeah. giant commercial for, for Disney. Disney Studios.
0: If I'm ever to watch anything again for From the Reluctant Dragon, it would literally be just the shorts. Like I would probably just Google them on YouTube and like watch. Probably not Baby Wee Man or whatever. (laughs) Baby Weems. Baby Weems. There we go. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, we. I think Wayne's Brothers. I think we both agreed the best part of that movie was the goofy Goofy. short. Oh yeah, Goofy was the best,
0: hands down. And it's funny because you know the main points that came out of that movie is it had the very first how to Goofy cartoon which he came out with so many more after that, which are amazing. They're so great. That actually had the studio on strike. The whole reluctant dragon, reluctant Disney because he wasn't paying fair wages. So that was a huge deal. It was the first tour of the studio that you got to see after he bought it with the money he earned from Snow White. So that is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, especially because they made that film because so many people requested to see how animation was done, which is pretty awesome, you know, just to be able to kind of see it during that time frame. I don't know if you've ever seen the stuff on Disney Plus where they're doing Frozen 2, and you see them go to, like, the different rooms that are inside the, the studio, and that's pretty awesome, too, to watch them with their storyboards and they're discussing things. Yeah. So it's interesting to compare the differences between the two of them. You know, how they did it back then and how we do it now.
1: I do like that it was kind of like this inside look into, if you really think about it, Dumbo and Bambi. Mm. Kind of showed you a a sneak peek of that. And then how they even kind of gave you a little, you know, hints at Fantasia as well. Right. So, I mean,
0: that was kind of neat that you usually wouldn't see
1: stuff like that.
0: No, you don't. I mean, it's like a window into a hidden world or whatever. Yeah. Get to cross into another dimension. Yeah.
1: I just think if they were to ever redo that movie, like they would have thought of a this is not a good idea. Right, we right, right. We should right. try something different. Let's do
0: something different. Yeah. What was also really cool, the last point with The Reluctant Dragon, is that they showed their animation capabilities by having the first 20 minutes in black and white and then ended up doing the rest of the movie in color. And that flip to Technicolor was pretty darn smooth. Like, yeah. it was like click. And yeah. And it was in color. It, it so. made,
1: yeah, it was kind of that wow factor. Oh, if yeah. If you were watching that movie, you'd actually be like, oh, holy smokes. Uh-huh.
0: Hmm. Yep. Like, when I was actually watching it, I was like, wait, something's different. And then he mentioned it. He's, like, looking at his clothes. And I was like, oh, shit. It is in <laughs> yeah. color now. So, yeah, that was pretty awesome that it catches you by surprise. 1941. Also... Had a movie released, and it was Dumbo. Saddest movie, I would say. Like, one of the saddest, for sure. Dumbo was the first and only protagonist to have no dialogue. So that was very significant (laughs) for the time. (laughs) There was
1: no villain. (laughs) really.
0: Yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't a villain. He, you know, he didn't talk. He didn't say anything in there. This was the first movie that was actually set in the time that it was released. So it was based in 1941 and also released in 1941. It did win an Academy Award for Best Musical Score, which is pretty awesome. He's like already racking up Academy Awards. He had the honorary one, you know, from Snow White. Had the one from Pinocchio. Now he's got Dumbo. This movie was the most financially successful movie of the 1940s. Like, it was legit a financial miracle. Like, that's what they called it. It's crazy. (laughs) um,
1: Because first it happened in 41, so at the beginning of the decade. Right, right, right. beat everything else out. And really, if you look at it, it's probably more of a low-budget one. They didn't really do... Oh, they didn't. They they didn't try to wow (laughs) with the visuals in this one. Nope, they sure didn't. They really just said, "Uh, we got to make something. Let's make something and
0: throw it out there. And it's nice, too, if you've listened to Dumbo the budget and the production costs were super low for this film, but it made back almost double like what it cost and literally got this Disney studios like out of bankruptcy, like paid and took care of all of the money that it lost from Pinocchio and Fantasia and the reluctant dragon. Like it was legit a financial miracle. Cause like you said, all of the animations and everything were super low budget. You know, all of the attention to detail was focused on the actual animals. Mm-hmm. But everything else was f- fairly generic. Even the people. I th- You see, the clowns are kind of got some detail. The ringmasters detailed, but everybody else.
1: Yeah. When they do that part, the, you know, with the circus tent and stuff like that. Those mm-hmm. guys are just... Some, I mean, yeah. they're really just... Yeah. <laughs> basic... They look like little gingerbread people. Yeah, <laughs> just doing things and stuff. Yeah. So, well, Walt always... I mean, if he took a step back, he always, you know, took a giant two leaps forward or so. Oh, yeah.
0: He was always trying to improve on what he did before. Just constantly better and better and better. And, um, yeah, this movie, that whole scene with the elephants on parade, it was legit the first venture Disney made into surrealism. And it's funny if you think about how far we've come. 2020... Fuck. When did Soul come out? Did it come? Oh, it came out yeah, Christmas, yeah, right? Told, yeah, 2020. Like... I'm like, it's right on the cusp. I'm trying to figure out where you're
1: going with that. <laughs> I, I was know. like, did you not know what year? Read is? my <laughs> mind,
0: Kevin. Brain waves. Shemiga, Damn do you know what
1: year this is?
0: <laughs> no, I have no idea. Where am I? What I'm doing? Not sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, Soul came out, and Soul is extremely surreal. If you think about just the whole concept of everything that they discuss in that movie. So it's like looking at Dumbo 1941 and the whole, you know, surrealism there. And then the jump. Yeah. Like 2020 and that whole movie. Like it's not just a segment. It's like the whole film. Yeah. It all it just, it looks like it should. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fantastical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the last movie in the Golden Age, 1942, Bambi. One of, I would think, the most renowned, the most loved, just because he's this cute, lovable little deer. He goes through so much. And it's funny because this was actually supposed to be Disney's second movie. So it was in production, you know, before Mm Snow White was released and it was supposed to come out. But, you know, Disney's anal and everything. And so it took this long (laughs) for it to get released. But, yeah, it was the first one and one of the very few movies where the songs, they're not sung by any of the characters. So, like, all the music in the movie is, you know, by choirs or, like, you know, singers or whoever that they hired. So that's interesting yeah. You know, because if you think there's only a couple of those movies in all of Disney's animation collection yeah. where there's like no singing.
1: <laughs> or but, like the characters don't <clears throat> sing. That's actually kind of crazy to think about. I and mean, now that you mention it, it's like, oh, that's a good point.
0: Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I only make yeah. good points. You no, always just make kidding. good points. Yeah, <laughs> just...
1: Shamar knows her shit. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I mean, the best thing I can say about uh, Bambi, and I use this long time ago and I was in a club and we would do a word of the day thing hmm. and it was about I think April springtime or something like that and I was looking for a word that kind of meant you know spring spring is in the air type thing love is in the air and it made me think of ambie and so I was like well, I'm going to use Twitter paid it. <laughs> Because I love it. That's so awesome. Twitter painted. It it's all the such time. a
0: weird. It yeah. sounds inappropriate. <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> it's the whole You're point. You're walking on it. Yeah.
1: I love that. I mean, that's exactly what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Is that? Uh, oh yeah. Um, There's yeah. some
0: inappropriateness. Oh there? yeah. Bambi. It's. Uh, it was one of those that was way up there. Only a thousand words of dialogue. It was the first movie to have any type of animal rights or environmental stance. Where, you know, it's like protect the animals, protect the forest and all of that stuff. You can hunt,
1: don't burn the forest down. Right,
0: right. (laughs) Don't burn the forest. Be responsible. (laughs) Be aware of the areas around you. But yeah, if you guys have listened to that Mm -hmm. episode, I mentioned how Disney loaned Bambi to the USDA, the Forest Service. And they used Bambi on their posters before they had Smokey the Bear. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. They needed Smokey the Bear. You didn't leave this in my fucking episode? Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. That's it. You're beat yeah, up, just mister. So, just yeah. trying to make you look good here. Whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, and Bambi, they ended up using him for the campaign posters, like, you know, Save Your Force Friends or whatever. And then Disney took Bambi back because, you know, Disney just hoards their shit like they do with the movies and the Disney Vault, which we'll do an episode on. And so that's how Smokey the Bear came alive because they're like, we need a mascot. We need an image that people can relate to in order to protect the forest because only you (laughs) can prevent forest fires. That's nice. Nice. (laughs) Plus,
1: then they don't have to pay royalties to do Right, exactly. Every
0: time. But yeah, it's crazy. And it's funny because Bambi is the only movie, if you think about any of the Disney movies, the only movie that has traumatized generations of youth generations like 80 years worth of children have been traumatized by an event that they have never seen yep like that's that's magic that's studio magic to be able to have that kind of power and hold over an audience To be able to do that, because most things that you get traumatized by are things that you see. Exactly. You know, like, in the episode with Bambi, there's the comparison with The Lion King and Mufasa. Like, that's the only thing that rivals the level of trauma when you see his death. But the thing is, you see it. You see Scar pretty much throw him off the cliff. And then you see him after, as he's dead, and Simba's yeah. like, "Come you actually, on, come on!" Yeah, you actually get to
1: see Simba trying to interact with. Exactly. It. And that's weird. Whereas in Bambi, it's like you there don't is see nothing. anything. You don't you see anything. You just get that that emotion oh, kind yeah. of rolling off of Bambi as like reality's starting to set in. Oh yeah.
0: Well, and the thing is, is you know, any of you guys have listened to the episode? I mentioned how they cut the scene where they were supposed to show Bambi's mother, like, dead, in a pool of blood, and Bambi was going to find her and cuddle up with her, pretty much in the same exact way. Like, Simba, there was just no blood. Um, In the same way that Simba cuddled up with Mufasa, the other thing that they were going to include was the hunter actually dragging away her dead body. Mm -hmm. So, like, imagine the trauma... If any of those things actually happened. I mean, it was bad enough that these all these children were freaking freaked out after hearing the shot knowing that she died. But if they actually saw that and it was bloody and everything else. Yeah, so. and
1: then they cut to the bonus features where the deleted scene is the hunter uh, dressing the animal. And, oh, God. And, oh, I'm
0: just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Then you're yeah, really just... traumatizing everybody. <laughs> Let's just rip off the skin and, like, take out the guts. Kids need to learn about this. The zombie apocalypse comes, you'll be prepared. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You'll know how to, like, you know, take care of a dead
0: animal so you can get the meat. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, that's just... Those were all of pretty much the main highlights that I felt were the big takeaways from the different films. I mean, obviously, other people might take away other facts or other interesting things they found out but with these being the first five movies that disney released these five did i miss one well five
1: plus the reluctant dragon Le- reluctant dragon oh, yeah, yeah, weird, yeah. weird little nugget it's not considered in the golden age it's a movie that happened but it it's almost like Disney tried their hardest to <laughs> forget about it and make everybody else forget about it's it. It's
0: the <laughs> one they were hoping time yeah. forgot. <laughs> so they're kind of like,
1: we won't even talk about it and we'll see if anybody actually you know, puts right. it in. But when people talk about the Golden Age, they're saying five movies.
0: Right, right, right. And I think that's why I keep thinking five and I've probably said it several times and people are like, what the fuck is she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> My bad. I didn't know the Reluctant Dragon even existed until I started doing this podcast. So, ex-squeeze me. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> it exists and now you can never unsee. I know. I can
0: never unsee that fucking film. Jesus. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. I always forget about that fucking movie. Yeah, so, yes, six. There are six movies in the Golden Age, although most will remember the five. Yeah. The big five. I
1: think most people only consider the five. Right, as right. Being in it anyways. Because
0: most people haven't even heard of the elected yeah. dragon. When I was talking with my husband about the podcast, or my sister, or you know my girl Allison, who's helped me with the podcast too, the same thing. She's just like, "What? Which which one is that one?" <laughs> like most You're people don't know that it. Up. Yep. So those were those were the six. Those were the ones that started and have established Disney's entire legacy. I mean, if you imagine if he did any other movies or did them in any other order, or if he decided he was going to follow fucking Willy Wonka's steps and make goddamn candy, like, what would the movie industry look like today? I mean, obviously we'd still have great films because we have great companies like DreamWorks and... You know, there's... I can't think of anybody else at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, there's other animation studios. And... I think what you're saying is animation probably
1: wouldn't have progressed to where it's at now. Like, if he had stopped making those movies, other people may not have picked it up and... You know, we could be 20, 30 years behind where we're at now. And it
0: is a good possibility because there could be a lot of people in animation or people that are directors or, you know, producers or what have you that were inspired by Disney. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? I want to do that when I get older. I'm going to establish a business like who knows those could have been key factors in the creators and whatnot that are around those today lucky animators
1: who said holy shit I can make a living
0: drawing and writing right. mm-hmm. and you know doing that how awesome is that right 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 <laughs> yep it is it is crazy to think so I always wanted to work for Disney I wanted still to do can. <laughs> I, see, I, know, I feel I the still same can. way <laughs>
1: If you're on a cruise ship in, well, I'll say 15 years. Right, right, right. I'll be that cast member.
0: Right. No, that would be, that would be so awesome. I always wanted to do voiceovers, like, ever since watching the movies that I remember as a child. More, more so, like, the ones from the 80s and the 90s, like, Little Mermaid and stuff Mm. like that. Where I was like, I want to be the voice of a character. (laughs) I don't get to do that, so I just have my voice on a podcast, so... (laughs) There's that. that. That works. We'll we'll get you into uh, one of the
1: movies here. And, you know, you can be the voice of I don't know I... Or, some some woodland creature. Right, right. right. Some <laughs>
0: some random thing. If I get one word like, <gasps> then I'll be okay. But um, yeah. Between all the movies, watching them, The Reluctant Dragon is definitely on the bottom of my ever watch again list or even cared for list <laughs> so, it is very it is definitely the sixth yeah on it, the it was, i was
1: gonna say if we're actually talking the rankings i think we can both agree that movie is the worst and doesn't even really count and we're if you and Dragon listen what? to it you, you've already heard us tear that one apart Oh yeah and,
0: we ripped it I mean, a new asshole
1: <laughs> I mean, we've even done it a little bit here so yeah we'll just call that six and move on to the next right
0: right right uh, uh, my number five was Snow White. I was never a big fan as a child. And the way she talks, it's iconic. But I always found it to be slightly annoying. Just the way that she would speak. But, I mean, there's no... I'm not harping at all on the animation or the execution or anything like that. It's just a little too cutesy for me. The typical girl in distress there's the evil villain and the prince has to save her and like i've just it's not my cup of tea so that's it's just there
1: (laughs) so snow White was also on the bottom five of mine and are you just copying me i'm not copying you (laughs) first off think alike first off snow white i don't know We once did this ranking system when I was at work one time where we were like, who's the hottest Disney princess? Oh,
0: God. (laughs) And the fact
1: that anybody voted for Snow White, which some people did, just blew me out of the water. She's
0: 14. And I'm just like,
1: she's not that pretty. No, she wasn't. So um, it's one of the movies where I've actually, I feel like I've seen more of Snow White by watching Gremlins because they're watching Snow White in the movie theater uh, during yeah, yeah. Then yeah, I've yeah. actually really seen of the whole movie. That's funny. So it's just not a movie high up on my thing.
0: I mean, not hating on anybody who like loves it. Like high five through the podcast. Yeah. But just the way that it was designed. Yes, it was designed for families. But it's definitely the little girls that are like, I want to be Snow White, you know, or whatever. Yeah.
1: I actually like, the best I can say about Snow White is that it did create, uh, in the Enchanted movie, when she's kind of making fun of her, oh. you singing to the animals and stuff like that. Right, I right, like, right, I like that, because I think that's hilarious that they're kind of making fun of, uh, oh, you can sing to animals. Right, like, right,
0: right. <laughs> it's like you fell out of a Hallmark card or something. Yeah, exactly.
1: So my number four, I'll go first
0: this time. You're not looking at my screen, are I'm you? I'm not looking at your Okay.
1: Screen. My number four was, I have to go back and think what it. Oh, Pinocchio.
0: Motherfucker! Pinocchio. Pinocchio's uh, my number four! <laughs> and the whole reason
1: why is because of the story. The story? It, it, the whole just story. It, it goes back to what we were talking about, how he does a lot of wrong, and mm. there's just... I don't know. It just... It's a tough movie to watch. It's not one I'd want to watch, and that's really what I was kind of basing off of. Uh, my top two are clearly ones that I would watch. Right, today. right, right. So,
0: Yeah, no, Pinocchio was my number four, too, because I did enjoy the music. You know, the animation's really great. The story probably bothers me a lot, mostly because it has so many of the inappropriate things where I'm just like, I don't really care for this, especially everything associated with him going to... The island. Going to Pleasure Island. So the destruction of things, the alcohol, you know, like the smoking or whatever. Those are all things where I'm just like, I don't want to see that. Exactly. (laughs)
1: And It's a rough movie to watch. And
0: then Monstro, my God, he always terrified me. And I don't like scary movies. I hope my husband knows that I love him because I watch fucking scary movies for him, even though they give me nightmares. But, yeah, Monstro, like, that was probably the biggest reason I didn't watch that very much as a child, because Monstro was terrifying.
1: That's the whole reason why I would watch this movie, is because I like that Monstro oh sequence. Oh, God. And, well, I just love how... It's re- very well done. Realistic the water looks oh, and all yeah. that stuff. So that's why I like that part,
0: uh, so. If people are on the Patreon, they know how much I like water in Disney. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm, so, no joke, I'm legit always, like god the water looks so good it looks so real and even <laughs> rowan like makes fun of me in one of the most recent disney with my daughters and i'm just like are you kidding me <laughs> fuck off it's so damn cool i like so, water yeah I have a, it's my it means sign life right <laughs> I mean, So yeah, it's funny, because now I'm curious what your number two is. You better not be looking at my screen. I'm not looking at
1: your screen. What's your number two? Do you want to go three first? Oh yeah,
0: I forgot. There's number three. Just kidding. What's your
1: number three? Fantasia.
0: Fuck you! (laughs) Fantasia is my number three, too. (laughs) My number three also. Not to be confused with two. Like the number (laughs) twelve.
1: It took me so many tries to watch Fantasia all the way through sometimes, Mm because it's really... I mean, there's some really cool parts and then there's mm-hmm. some parts that just kind of drag a little bit, I think. And I, I really I mean, if you guys haven't listened to that one, listen to that one because I learned a shit ton from you guys on that one. A lot of cool little facts. I'm doing a little, she, a little She's dance. doing her happy dance here. She's doing happy dance. I feel uh, good. No <laughs> yeah. no 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 no. Because no. I had to re watch that just to see some of the points that you guys ah! made. So, so, See, and that's so the Disney, stuff I love to hear. Disney Plus owes you because they <laughs> they got another viewing out of it and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, I'll rewatch that. Nice. And, uh,
0: no, so, that yeah. does that. It, it makes my heart swell. <laughs> but um, no, Fantasia is my number three too because I did. I really enjoyed the music i'm really big on the music that's in movies you know musical scores i'm always listening to the musical scores i pay a big attention to that whatever i'm watching Mm. disney or whatnot so the music got me hardcore and then all the different segments just how the animators melded the music with the animation and just how it blended so perfectly you know because like in the Mm -hmm. episode you know Disney didn't give them any direction. They got the music, yeah, and then it was like, draw something to this music. And you know that that's exactly what happened, which is what I love about that film, which is why it's number three. Yeah. You know, and,
1: and the music, I mean, like you said, those little scenes, they, they are perfect. Mm-hmm. They, they do work with the music. They like really if they do. just
0: snipped out all the parts with the freaking droning, miserable... <laughs> fucking guy introducing everything. Like, if, like I understand, okay, give credit where credit is due. Like, who did it? Who composed it? And all of that kind of stuff. Obviously, that shit's important. (laughs) But maybe they could have done it in a better way. Like, like, yeah, I mean, we most of us can read English, you know? (laughs) Like, some of us struggle. Especially if it's not your first language. It's my first language. I still struggle. But, you know, if they put it in words or something, like... By the people and who's conducting or all of that kind of nonsense. Like, yeah. credit there and just cut out the boring, miserable guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree with that. Like, I could fast so. forward
0: through all of that to watch each of the segments. I mean, yeah. there might be segments that I'd pass over just because, like you said, there's times where it just kind of drones on or whatever. Mm. But the music with the animation was definitely the thing that I liked the most about yeah. that.
1: So that's a movie, you know, if you had asked me last year or so or maybe two years ago, I probably would have had that one below like Pinocchio or something. But mm-hmm. it, Like I said, it, it jumped up because there's some,
0: my the, the cool <laughs> factoids that I
1: learned about it and stuff. And, and my new appreciation for um, true, what the heck is his name? The bad guy. Oh, oh I'm drawing a blank. I wrote it down too.
0: Oh, the Trino- Tr- yeah, I was gonna Trin- Chern- Chernobyl. Yes, yeah, say
1: Chernobyl. Yes, not Chernobyl but God. it's something like that. Chernobog. Chernobog. There you That's go. Yes. Um,
0: the demon that had his nipples disappeared, reappeared.
1: <laughs> yes. How cool is that? That, and it's also uh, what the only Disney movie where they had like actual breasts shown. Oh God, of so, course. So hey, bonus points, right?
0: Oh God, of course. <laughs> you got to have an incentive. Right. Because um, Dizzy's never going to do that again. And it's funny, I just reminded myself when I was talking about the nipples disappearing and reappearing. In the Reluctant Dragon, they actually drew the dragon with a navel. And then they felt that it was controversial or whatever. Really? So it was removed. No kidding. And I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> a fucking belly button. Right? That's the navel, it's a fucking belly button. Like I mean, do we not like the animator
1: drew it too low? I don't know.
0: I mean, obviously if they're saying dragons come from eggs, okay, I guess he wouldn't have a belly button. But I don't know. I just it was offensive. How is it offensive to have a fucking belly button? I don't know. I don't know. Oh my gosh. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It was just a random thought that popped into my brain. So we did number three, because I can't count, obviously. So number two. What's your number two? You looking at my screen?
1: I think I know what yours is, and I know what mine is. Okay. And the reasoning is because if I was going to have to pick between the two movies of which one I'd watch, Mm -hmm. I would rather watch Bambi than I would Dumbo. Dumbo... So Dumbo's your number two? Dumbo's my number two. Okay. It is, to me... There's a lot I like about Dumbo. I have a lot of good memories. If I really were to think about it, it was Between Dumbo and 101 Dalmatians. It's probably the first movie I saw in the theater. Mm. Um, that You're I could, aging yourself. That I can really remember. Yeah. And I, the only reason I remember is because we got a stuffed animal
0: mm.
1: of it. And so I, mean, I thought it was really cool and nice. stuff like that. I have no actual memory of really like the whole story of Dumbo. I had to rewatch it again when I was a little bit older. But.
0: Right, right. Thinking of stuffed animals, I just posted to social media today. Di ended up talking to me. She's like, oh yeah, she's like, Bambi, she's like, I had a little stuffed skunk that I got as a gift when I was a child. And she's like, do you want to see it? I was like, wait, what, you have it? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. So she shot me a picture of it. I mean, you can tell he's, he's gone through life. He's lived. <laughs> he's definitely lived. And um so and so I posted <laughs> <laughs> And I posted it to social media. She's had them since 1974. No kidding. And I'm like that's fucking Damn, awesome. Guy, that's, like yeah. that is awesome. Hang on to that. And so yeah, I posted that to share just cuz that's that's just really cool. Like I think about Stuffed animals and things that I had when I was a child. Like, I used to have a Teddy Ruxpin. Why didn't the fuck I keep the Teddy ruckspin? Why didn't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, like, was... I'm so mad. So you're telling me that die sent you a pic of her flower?
0: Ah! <laughs> 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 you motherfucker. I probably won't cut that out. You should. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't share any last names. She didn't even know. <laughs> like, she's gonna know and like, people that know us who know her... <laughs> Well, come on, that's pretty fucking awesome. I have to leave that in. But um so it's funny that your number two is Dumbo because my number two is actually Bambi. Okay. So as much as I like Bambi and I love the music and I love the animation, the whole trauma with the mother and all of that, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. The Twitter painted thing rubs me the wrong way. Like As a child, I really enjoyed the music and, and a lot of the animation and stuff but I don't think I ever really latched onto it because of all the lovey-dovey stuff. Oh. Like, the fact that from when he's little, Feline's, like, all flirty and whatever with him, and then he gets older, and then he, like, fights because of her, yeah. and there's, like, dogs that fucking chase her. and I mean, everything with the fire and all of that stuff is, like, really amazing looking. But I don't know, there's just something about it that... It's still really high up on my list, but it's definitely not my number one. Which is funny, because then we go to our number ones, which number are completely ones. flip-flop. There you go. So, why do you have Bambi as your number one?
1: So, Bambi's number one because the first time I ever saw that movie, I was just amazed at how beautiful every all the animals moved. How realistic... It just blew me away that this really could have been almost like a nature documentary type thing of how yeah. of how things are, and they tried to make it all, you know, you have them talking to each other, but you tried to make it still almost have that realistic feel to. That's how how it is out in the woods and stuff like that. So I think it's cool. I was never traumatized by Bambi's mom dying. <laughs> um, I think my bigger you were just so tough. Yeah, I think my bigger <laughs> trauma out of this whole thing is that. Did you tell me Bambi's a boy? I me too. <laughs> oh
0: you my know? god. I didn't even there's, there's Yeah. There's always the same that
1: problem. constant like stereotype, and you know, just I had to be like a teenager before I think that really putting was two like, and two together. Yeah, like, wait, is like Bambi's a boy cause everybody just for whatever reason started associating Bambi as a female name. Well, it's the name. You know? so, yeah. And then
0: the way that he talks Yeah. I mean, obviously they're little boys and stuff like that, so you know, their voices aren't all deep and whatever. But like still, like I totally thought all of them were female. So yeah Yeah, Flower
1: definitely should have been a girl. I
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's just
1: something about that that Yeah. But yeah, that's why I would say number one, I it just kinda had that cool realistic feel to it. Everything just looked awesome. Not to take anything from Dumbo, because I do like how they made the elephants, how they animated the elephants Mm. and all that. I just sit there and it's like, the whole point of Dumbo is that he's an elephant who can fly. Right. But he really doesn't do much flying.
0: (laughs) He flies one time.
1: Exactly. So it's kind of...
0: Technically twice.
1: Yeah, falling with style.
0: (laughs) (laughs) High five. (laughs) So, Dumbo's my number one. As sad and depressing, and I know we ripped that one apart when we did the episode, me and Bryce together, and he's like, it's pointless, and this and this and that. The biggest reason that I really like that movie, and we're only ranking these like as the age, yes. so I definitely have other Disney favorites that way outweigh all of these, but the biggest reason mm. it's my number one is the music. Oh, okay. Hardcore. Good reason. The music gets me every time. Like, I can think and listen to all the music. You know, and Fantasia has great music too, but it's all different. You mm-hmm. know, like, Dumbo has that theme. yeah, Where it's about the circus, and it's about fun, and it's about, you know, like, fantastical things.
1: Yeah. And
0: the songs, all of the different songs, I love them. Like, don't get me wrong, Elephants on Parade was fucking psycho (laughs) segment within there, but still all of the music, like as soon as I turn on Dumbo and you hear like the circus Mm. music, yeah, I just feel like, man, like I'm going to have a good time somewhere. Like I'm going to have fun. Like I'm going, I just feel like I'm going on some type of like adventure just because of how the music is. And I think that, from a child like as a child that had a significant impact on me bambi's my number two too because i also love the music like a lot but it's just dumbo's music every song in there i can make this very significant connection to that just like warms the cockles of my heart <laughs> And I think that's why I love it so much. But ultimately, yes, Dumbo is sad and depressing and upsetting. But the music just does it for it me. It
1: does have, you know, what a lot of people consider one of the better songs, you know. That what is that, Baby Mine or something? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about it is, is very I mean,
0: it won an Academy Award for best musical score. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, and it should yeah, like so that that's a good thing. Compared to all of the other <laughs> it, movies. Yeah. Like out of all the movies, that's the one that won for musical score.
1: <laughs> yeah, no that, like well, all that's of the music. a very solid point, so
0: Pinocchio won for the song that's their song. The Wish Upon a Star. <laughs> the Wish Upon a Star. They yeah. won for that. But overall, the entire score yeah. for Dumbo won an Academy Award. And it fits the movie so perfectly, Exactly, that's probably what they're going for. And that. that's, I think, why I love it, is yeah. because it's just the flow with the music, with the, I guess, the scenes of the movie.
1: Yeah, it sets up the movie, and each song. Is very pertinent to Dumbo's like journey. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, it really just sets the tone and gets you into it. So. Yes.
0: Yep. Out of the Golden Age, I would say Dumbo would be my favorite out of all of them. With Bambi as a very close second.
1: Now, now here's what's funny. If I were to rank all Disney movies, I honestly couldn't say that Bambi makes it even. It might make the top fifty. It's hard. It is so hard. You realize hard to say.
0: Disney has like seven hundred. That's movies, what I'm right? saying. Disney has so
1: many movies. I don't know if I would put one of these up here. And right. it's so funny because they say golden age because these are supposed to be like the Walt movies, the right. ones that he created, the the gems, the what everything strives to be and comes to. Mm-hmm. And I love them, but. I don't love them that much I there's a lot of other movies that came afterwards that I'd be like definitely
0: it built the foundation it did yeah it built the foundation like we talked about earlier. it set that precedence it set that standard yeah. where you're like this is the gold standard this is the Disney standard like this is where movies need to begin and go from there and be better and better improvements and and things like that. It's that just, it's classic Disney. It fits into that so well. Perfect. Yeah. Classic Disney, which is funny because that was the first collection they released.
1: It because was when the they, classic yes. Disney, yeah. Yeah, I remember when they would release those on DVD. It was, I mean, the, they made a, it was
0: the Black Diamond, do you yeah, remember? The they Black Diamond? they
1: made a big deal about releasing each one of those. And, that
0: classic yeah. edition.
1: And Disney's always good at that. Enticing you, hey, <laughs> this is so awesome, you want to buy right, it again. Right, right.
0: Again! Uh, Thanks so much for listening. That was episode 7, the Golden Age wrap-up, and the conclusion to season 1. I would love to hear any of your opinions, your comments, questions, concerns. Feel free to email me at adultsondisney at gmail.com. You can follow Adults on Disney podcast on Facebook, Adults on Dis podcast on Instagram. And if you enjoy the podcast and want to support more episodes, exclusive content, and a Patreon-only Facebook group, you can join my Patreon at Adults on Disney. So catch me next time, we'll be starting Season 2, The Wartime Package Age, and talking shit about Saludos Amigos. Peace!